Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? This is another episode of For the Future. I'm here with I'm here with Silas and Anna. What's going on? Hey. And uh, I know last week that we didn't have an episode. We had an event at my job. Uh, we just couldn't make it. And I didn't want to leave you guys hanging for two weeks. And so we're in Brooklyn right now, which is like really dope. We came to see Ben. We came to see his college. Uh, and yeah, so this episode is pretty much going to be us just talking about our time down here, letting you know like how we felt about coming down here, the fun that we've had, and the days we've been here, and yeah. Uh, I just want to start out by saying that this college is super dope. Brooklyn College is really cool. Uh, obviously, I'd have to you know do a little more research on the college because that's what you do, but you know from what I've seen so far, it's like. It's really cool. And we haven't really seen much, you know. It's I feel like there's still way more to see. Like we went to see the uh what is those those soundproof rooms with like the pianos inside and stuff. Oh, like the practice, practice rooms. The, the practice yeah. Rooms and yeah. The those are really dope. Those are really dope. That's like one of the most memorable things uh that I've seen so far. We went to a Brooklyn basketball game. Yeah. Shout out dang, I wish I knew his last name. Just Jordan. Jordan, yeah. Jordan. Jordan. I and know he's Mike number T. one. And Mike T, number three. Number three was snapping two. Thirteen was snapping two. Yeah, anybody but twenty. Yeah, twenty you're trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get your game up, bro. It's it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Coach coach should have took him out, yo. When you're cold, you, you gotta get out. But the basketball game was really cool. Uh I feel like I've been in New York before on a class trip, and I think that even though, you know, like, Brooklyn and Manhattan are still part of, like, New York City, like, that's what you think of, the different boroughs and stuff like that, they're, like, it's, like, so different. It's so different. Like, even just being at Times Square, uh, Brian mentioned this last night, it's, like, you don't realize that it's, like, 12 o'clock at night. And it'd be really dark. But it's as if, like, when you're in Times Square, it's, like, morning. Because there's, like, lights everywhere. There's no darkness. And it's, so like... So bright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we got back to Brooklyn, it's still, like... There's lights, of course, but it's, like, way darker. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's way... It's much less, like, touristy. Yeah. Uh, the food that we've had was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like... I don't usually go out and get, like, authentic, like, food, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we went we went and got Haitian food. First night, yep. And then we went to uh, an Irish, Irish pub, pub, right? Yeah. 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 And honestly, I feel like if I wasn't with you guys, I probably wouldn't have gone to these places. I probably would have found somewhere, because I don't, I don't eat fast food, so I probably wouldn't have found a chain, but I wouldn't have found those places, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... That Haitian food slapped. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. But what about you guys? How did you guys feel about the trip? Um, kind of going back to what you were saying about how just bright it was. I was just kind of starstruck in New York City. I've I've never been in New York City before, and I've been to L.A. a little bit, but not. It's just not that extent where you're just surrounded by skyscrapers and entire buildings are lit up with advertisements, and there's just like. 
thousands upon thousands of people walking around you, mm-hmm. which is kind of like almost overwhelming. I was saying to Anna, it's like a sensory Sensible. overload, like all the different smells you're walking by and, you know, like those thousands of people talking. It's so loud, all the different honking of cars, the playing of music, and then you're just like so many lights and stuff. It's all over the place. It's really, really cool. There's so much is going on in that one place mm-hmm. at one time. I feel like the people here are way more open to talk to you. Like, back in Rochester, people will talk to you, but it's like, it's more of a mind your business kind of, like, place. You know what I'm saying? But I remember yesterday, me, Ben, and Amari were walking uh, back to the Airbnb. And I don't know. Amari said something. And me and Ben, just like, we were playfully hounding her. Mm -hmm. We were like, no. Peace, love, and positivity, Amari. What's wrong with you? And we were just, we were doing something like that. And this guy, like, turned around. He was like, facts. Peace, love, and positivity, man. <laughs> he was like, we need to wake, make a world a better place, man. And then, like, he just, like, kept going. And, like, we had a, like, full-blown conversation with, like, some random dude that just happened to hear us and turn around. He was really cool. But I feel like that's just the... It's just the culture here, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many people, you have no choice but to be like, hey, this person is different from me. Why don't I, you know, learn about this? And like you said, with the sensory overload, they make it, like, it, it's so easy to just, like, get a taste of somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know? Especially considering there's, like, little Italy, there's little China, there's, like, different places in New York City where you can get a little taste of, you know, yeah. this and that. Mm-hmm. So I've been to New York City before, but I've never been to Brooklyn. So it was really cool to like experience the difference between Manhattan and Brooklyn. Um, so yeah, like we were talking about, like Manhattan's like really overwhelming and kind of just like whoa, like you don't even know like what to look at, what to like listen to because there's just so much going on. Um, but Brooklyn is yeah, I'd say like more similar to Rochester. Like it doesn't feel like completely like new if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um like to me it's still like pretty new because I've never like lived in a city until I came to Rochester so it's still like a big step up from like my hometown but um yeah it's definitely a lot different um and I love uh like being here and like have like when people walk by and they're like speaking a different language but like everybody's here you know like it's so cool that's so cool to me that like it's like there's just so much happening and there's just like so much diversity. It's I love that. Mm-hmm. Dang, there's something that you said earlier on that I wanted to add on to. You might have to come back to me. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> it was really fun um, getting the campus tour as well. I have like not done much with college at all, um, being a junior, and I know I will in the next year and a half. I'll be doing a lot of college-related stuff, visits and tours and all that kind of stuff but it was really really cool and I it made me really excited to go to college just being independent and all these different kids getting to do what they are passionate about full time Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of becoming their own person one thing I did notice after taking like as many college tours as I've taken it's like way better if you can get a tour from someone that you're like cool with other than like an actual tour guide mm-hmm. i've liked the tour guides bs so much it's just like hey this is this this is this you know what I'm saying? and it's like so much information and then it's like also like 
you know, these colleges want students, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they'll do anything to get the best students into their school, you know? But when it's like somebody that you're cool with, for example, Ben, who took us on the tour yesterday, yep. he was like, yo, this is the chill spot. This is where I'm at all the time. And this is why I'm here all the time. You know what I'm but saying? But he'll also say, like, this place is not good. I never go here. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. like, I've never come here before. What happened to the Starbucks? <laughs> right, whereas, like, a tour guide wouldn't really give you that information. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I would say try to find people that you're, like, with to take on tours but mm -hmm. that's kind of hard considering yeah that would be difficult yeah we kind of got lucky but yeah uh, with that just try to ask questions like that though you know what I'm saying when you're going on your college tour yeah. mm -hmm. be like hey where where would you go you know what I'm saying where do you where do you and your friends hang out what are not only at the so Brooklyn is Brooklyn College is right in the middle of Brooklyn yeah and so I think that like it's so easy to uh, you know be go to your class and go out to eat or go to your class and then after your class find something to do because like you're right in the middle of the city you know and oh that's what I was gonna say earlier about Brooklyn being just like not just like Rochester but like just like the community here it doesn't seem like we're in Brooklyn mm -hmm. I said this like the first day we even got here I was like. Yo, it just seems like like we're just chilling with our friends, you know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't seen mm -hmm. Ben and Amari in, like, so long. And so, when we got here, we were just walking up the street, and I'm just like, this doesn't seem like Brooklyn at all. <laughs> You're right. It just seems like we're, you know, back in Rochester. We're just, like, chilling, hanging out, just like we used to, you know what I'm saying? And, I don't know. It was, like, really genuine. The community here is, like, really genuine, and it's, like, very similar. It's way more low-key than... Manhattan, but 100%. it's still like very lively here. Mm -hmm. I like kind of going off of that. I was expecting a lot different, like in my head before we came here, like especially for the college itself. I was expecting it to be like really big, which I'm not sure why I expected that because like I know it's in the middle of the city, so like it kind of has to be compact, but like it's like a pretty, it's like I think we looked it up, it's like 15,000 students and like 35 acres or something, um, which is like. It's, like, a pretty small campus, especially compared to some of the other campuses I've been on, which are, like, 350 acres or, like, things like that. But I thought it was really cool how, like, everything was in walking distance. You can just go to Target or, like, yeah, like Jordan was saying, like, little restaurants, anything like that. Um, it's super, like, super close to everything. Like, you have a lot of availability, stuff like that. I think mm -hmm. that's really cool. And I don't think Brooklyn College is like really really expensive number one it's a cooney so that's something you know it's not really that expensive but i don't think i don't know if ben's paying that much money to go i don't know i i, I think it's pretty cheap i think i've heard a number before but i don't want to put it out there just because <laughs> i don't want to give the people the wrong idea if uh, if if your family, this is Brian, sorry. If your family makes less than 120000 a year, which probably 99% of people that we know do make less than that, you can apply for the Excelsior Scholarship, which That's is New York State, which uh, um, provides free tuition. So tuition um, that is excluding room and board, but tuition would be free at any SUNY or CUNY school. Yeah, so... Good college for a good price, you know, and I feel like 
a lot of people count out the low-key colleges. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody wants to go to, like, these Ivy League colleges. And that that's fine. That's good. You know, Ivy League colleges are always good. But, you know, there's plenty other colleges that, like, are for cheap and you're getting a good education for what you want to go for, you know? Like, Ben and I, we want to go to school for music production and, and such. And, you know, just seeing just seeing how a lot of that stuff is, like, how a lot of that school is set up, it's like giving you the perfect, like, I don't know, it's giving you the perfect opportunity to do what you want to do in your career, you know? Yeah, I think one thing my, me and my parents have talked a lot about is basically that you can get a great education almost anywhere, mm-hmm. and you just kind of have to f- find the best fit for you. For you, mm-hmm. yeah. That's very true. Yeah, like, all about the, like, type of school you want, like, rural, like, city, like, you know, it's all and about, so like, the vibe there's so many variables, too. Like, yeah. All the different professors are going to be, you know, good teachers, or mm-hmm. are going to, you know, teach you the stuff you need to know, mm-hmm. and then it's, what like, what type of people are going to be there, and that's where I think a lot of people kind of what they're looking for in, like, a super elite school. They want to find yeah. people like them or yeah. mm-hmm. whatever. And I feel like that goes back to the idea of, like, you know how in Rochester, like, no one wants, like, quote-unquote, no one wants to go to MCC, no one wants to go to RIT or U of R, but those are, like, some of the best schools. You know what I'm saying? Like, you okay. always hear, in my class at least, you always hear people say, yo, I would never go to MCC, I would... MCC is horrible. MCC is actually a pretty good school. Yeah. And I just feel like it's just because it's here and it's where we live. It's too common for us to see it. And so it's just like, hey, that's not a good school because I see it every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we were actually talking about this in another subject, not colleges. Like how something's desirable, like like it's, it's, um, it's difficulty, like it's availability changes your desire for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like something is like more hard to get. Then you want you it more. You want it more. So yeah. we see like the majority of kids going to college from our school are going to MCC. That's probably the most common college mm-hmm. people going out of our school are going to. So then people are like, no, I don't want to be average or normal. I want to be like something mm-hmm. better. And so they think that it's not a good school mm-hmm. just because a lot of people are going there. Mm-hmm. And this is going off on a tangent, really. But uh, the idea of being different is like so funny to me. It's like... So funny. Like I'm I'm a simple I'm a simple guy. Like I wear simple clothes, simple as saucy. But I I literally only wear solid colored shirts. And you guys can attest to this because like this whole weekend I have not worn anything like graphic at all. That's true. We I went only... to H and M and he refused to get that he was like looking for a sweatshirt and there were like a couple with like little like things on them he was like no nope i just need plain black yeah i need plain black i cannot wear like graphic stuff you know what i'm saying i'm just like i like solid t-shirts and i feel like this whole mentality everyone wants to be different and we talked about this i think last episode or something like that but like the whole prom idea and i always bring this up the whole prom idea right everyone wants to be different and so everybody's thinking oh my god I'm going get, to get a different color, you know? Colors like burgundy, colors like uh, olive green, colors like yellow. And then, like, everybody ends up coming in with those colors because they all thought they were different when they could have just gone with regular colors. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be different, and so that different becomes a norm. You know? True. And that's going to, that's, like, relates to college. Everybody wants to be different. And so we keep spanning out to these schools, and that's a... It's not a bad thing to want to go to these different schools, you know what I'm saying? But 
It's got to be for the right reasons. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. You have to go to the college that fits you, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that in our high schools, we, like, I don't really know what we can do for that. But actually, yes, I do. Like, we we should just, like, spend more time researching colleges. You know what I'm saying? Like, or teachers just like helping you research. Yeah, I feel like colleges. I need to help. Cause yeah, people going on college websites just don't really know what they're looking for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I you remember. see all these floating numbers. Like, what does that mean to me? Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's got to be tailored to a more personal feel, like going on a campus visit to be mm-hmm. able to really figure out what college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when we were applying for colleges last year, and I was like, "This is really weird." Because I had no idea what college I wanted to go to. I had no idea what I wanted to do in college. I wanted. I knew I always loved music, but when you hear producing, you think of DJ Khaled, you think of J Cole, you think of Tyler Creator, people that like make their own music, mm-hmm. and like people who are like really famous. You know, you never think of people who are like producing but are on a low key level. There's like plenty of producers in Rochester. Sorry, plenty of producers in Rochester that are making really good money but not many people know about them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you don't think of producing as a really safe job. But meeting with people last year who are in Rochester, who are producing, made me think it was a little safer. So as I was developing, uh, you know, a safer, well, a more comfortable mindset with doing what I want to do, it was hard because I didn't know what school I wanted to go to. And, like, the time is winding down <clears> fast <throat> when you hit, like, your senior year because that's the year that you're focusing on these colleges. And I feel like the school, though I love it so much, it didn't focus too much on getting you ready for looking for those colleges, looking for what's comfortable, what you're comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, even starting out 11th grade just saying, hey, you know, we should research you know, what you guys like, what you guys are looking for in your colleges, you know what I'm saying? Like, we went to a college trip to Buffalo, we went to Madai, and uh, Buff State, but that was, like, it, mm-hmm. for, like, a school college trip, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Stuff, like, you have to plan some of that stuff yourself, and sometimes kids don't have access to just, like, go out and just yeah, do it themselves, themselves yeah. you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Kids are, like, I got my car after <laughs> I graduated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I right. got. I started earning way more money after I graduated, and by that time it's too late. You know, you have to have your applications in by, like January, February, or something like that, December, mm-hmm. for yeah. early admissions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the time span is really short for you when like kids just don't have access to this kind of thing. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think schools like. Start you out early. Try to, like, set you up for success in some type of way. Mm-hmm. One thing we talked about in Miss um, PB's AP Lang class was the, is a college education worth it? And should it be as heavily encouraged as in schools? Because I know our school puts a ton of, like, pressure, like, college is the way mm-hmm. to you getting success. And there are a lot of jobs out there, like trades and all that kind of stuff that, you know, are great and that you do not need a college education for that I feel like are never even like even looked at at all and, and considered in somebody's future. So they're like, okay, I'm either going to, what I'm being told is I'm either going to go to college or become like a fast food chain worker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that is that a lot of these jobs who do require trades, there are older people working them. 
You know what I'm saying? There's not younger people working them. Yeah. And so everybody's going to die eventually. Everybody's going to retire eventually. Like, there's not going to be people to do these jobs. And when you get students over and over to, you know, have the mindset that they're either going to work at McDonald's or go to college for something else, mm -hmm. we start lowering the amount of people who know how to clean, like, who know how to do plumbing or know how to change a tire right. or know how to fix your car when it's broken. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, and I think, like, some people, like, college is not for them, and that's, like, totally okay because, yeah, like, like you guys are saying, there's so many, like, other things that can lead to success. Like, it's not, like, there's one path of, like, hey, you're going to be successful if you graduate high school, go to college, and, like, get a good degree. Mm -hmm. No, because there's so many other options, and, yeah, I think we should, like, focus, I mean, in, like, schools especially, I think it's important to, like, tell kids that because there's just like sometimes it's just not the way for you you know so this is brian do you guys mind if i chime in on this no. um i want to offer a, a slightly different perspective on that um i'm not saying that i disagree with you um but i think that there is i like to caution that mentality because when it comes to teachers and people pushing the trades specifically and not going to college, that is only being pushed in urban environments. And it is never pushed in suburban environments, in, school, in uh, high schools. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it creates uh, more, more segregation. I think it creates more of an idea of, oh, well, maybe college isn't right for you, or maybe you should go into a trade school. And I've witnessed teachers telling young black men this specific thing in the city. And these are men who have children who go to suburban schools and would never say this to their own kids. Mm -hmm. And so I think if it's going to be something that is, is pushed, it needs to be pushed on a broad scale. Um, and for, for whatever reason, um, it is something it's the same reason why uh, military recruiters spend their time in lower income districts mm -hmm. and uh, and I think it's I think it's a major problem I also think on top of that uh, when we talk about success I think it's tricky because the American idea of success is money and and really people should be after happiness and enlightenment and how they can make the world a better place. And if that doesn't involve uh, money, then that's great. I mean, look, look, what, look what people like Gandhi did without any money, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, it, it, uh, but, you know, coupling that with education is so, so, so important. Even, even if you aren't going for something specific, I think uh, from a societal standpoint, to have an educated population, you're going to have better places to live, you're going to have better community, you're going to have people that are um, highlighting what you mentioned earlier, Jordan, like just love and peace and mm -hmm. happiness and, um, and education is behind that. And I don't understand why, as a society, we do not provide post-secondary education for every single human being. Uh, because other countries do this and it's proven to work you end up with a educated population mm -hmm. so if, if we valued education the way we valued military defense or other things that the government is throwing lots and lots of money at 
you wouldn't believe what a better what a better society we would have. And um, sorry, I'm throwing lots of things out there. Um, one of my other concerns with with pushing people into trades is many trades are being engineered away. Um, there are not a lot of jobs in trades, not like there used to be. Uh, and here's one example. So plumbing, for example. There used to be tons and tons of plumbers. Used to be able to go out and get a plumbing job after going to some sort of trade school. Um, even soldering of pipes is no longer necessary. They've engineered this away with shark bites and the, mm -hmm. the, the way pipe fittings work and click together. Uh, and YouTube and access to information is the other thing. There are, everyone on our block, when there's an issue, they're YouTubing it. They're not gonna pay a plumber to come and fix it. They're gonna figure out how to fix it themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, so you couple that with a lot of trades being engineered away and, and stuff happening on the front end in design and the ability to do it yourself. Uh, I do have a concern with trying to push a lot of people into, into the trades. Yeah, so maybe I, not push, but grant exposure to. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think yeah. it's even like discussed as an yeah. option. Right. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say, uh, I'd gone to a teacher like seminar in the beginning of the school year where it's like, it's not a seminar, but it's like a getaway for the teachers to like discuss what the year is going to be about. The, uh, you know how we had Ubuntu and stuff last yeah. year yeah. at our school? It's like a, a school motto. Just like the teachers like all come together to talk about what they plan to do for the new year. And so there was me and then a bunch of other people who are involved with the school a lot uh, come and be like, I don't know, judges or like, I don't know. They asked us questions and we had to like answer them and say how we felt. So some of the questions were, what did you like last year about the school year? What did you didn't? What did you not like? What do you think our school can get better at? And like stuff like that. And one thing I did discuss was the fact that there's no discussion about anything other than college. And I feel like there's such a rush on doing it at the last minute. That's why, like, a lot of kids, like me, for example, didn't go to college. Like, we took, I took a year off because I wasn't prepared for what was to come. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, like, crazy scared at the end of the year because I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where I wanted to go. And so I just said, I'm not going. And I'm not the only student who has done that. Right, and you, and you spoke to that earlier when you talked about barriers. I mean, there are so many barriers to going to college. First and foremost, in my mind, is the financial aid stuff. And then it's, and then it's who's going to take me out and visit colleges? Like, yeah. mm -hmm. how am I going to manage this? And yeah. It's like, it's, it's a lot. And I know this is a utopian idea, but if, if we truly valued education, we would be sending every student after high school to college, it wouldn't matter where, it would be a publicly funded university or college, and you would take those first few years to both grow and learn new things and ideas and mm -hmm. learn to think critically about things, um, but you, you would also be exploring like what it is you might want to do, because who knows when they're 17 or 18. And, and even for that, like I feel like, and I'm going to keep mentioning this over and over again, Trying to get kids exposed to certain things earlier on. You definitely. Uh, one thing our school does is intensives. That's and so good. I love intensives. But what I don't like about intensives is that every year you feed a kid this one thing for two days. You know what I'm saying? This needs to be like programs that students are a part of to better know that once they get older, yo, this is 
this is something that yeah, I like want to do. Like a once a week thing for a whole year. Yeah. What are yeah. our intensives? So intensives at our school are like, it's a bunch of careers that they list. And for two days, you're like a part of that career. Like you learn more about that career. So like for okay. two years, I picked like police, firefighter, EMT. And so we went to REOC. That's this place in Rochester where like, it's like you get an education on... Can you explain REOC a little better? Rochester Equal Opportunity Center. So yeah, it's like it's a different it's a bunch of different careers in this one building that you learn about. And the goal of this is to get you like once you graduate REOC, mm-hmm. then you end up like going into that career. So okay. like the firefighter program, a lot yeah. of kids from our school are in the firefighter program. Mm-hmm. So you end up taking courses on, you know, being a firefighter and such. And then by the end of the course, you should get a job as a firefighter. Okay. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. You know we saying? have a we have a program like that, too. I just... Yeah. It's called BOCES. It's like a... People go... Oh, like, yeah. BOCES. Yeah. My yeah. brother's going to BOCES. Like, it, that's kind of... that. I mean, that's what we have in mm-hmm. our town. It's like a kind of similar thing, I guess, is what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Or people just go for, like, half a day or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. still have to do their regular courses, but do, like, that as, yeah, like, their, like, elective day. type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, so, this is, and that's one thing that I find great about programs like that is because you're getting you're getting an education in what you want to ultimately uh, have as a vocation, mm-hmm. but you are also learning other important critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. And and like what I said earlier, I I I think we will always need plumbers, we will always need electricians, um, but I think that as a society we should have educated plumbers, not just educated about plumbing and not just educated about electricity, but educated about the importance of society as a whole and the importance of how to critically think about things. And I think mm-hmm. that and I think that college and universities provide such an important uh, way of doing that that it, they need to be more accessible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I agree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a great conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't ex- yeah I wasn't expecting this at all. Uh, yeah, Has everybody said what they've had to say. Yeah, I yeah. think I think even intense. Um, like going back a little bit to intensives, they could be um, they could be improved because um, I think sometimes kids struggle to understand if this is something I want just from um, just from that two day period of, you know, talking to a, a college professor about their, their, uh, their class and their course or going to a sports complex and hearing the, the manager talk about what he does on a daily basis. It's, right. It needs to be way more in-depth. Yeah, yeah, like getting the list. We also have like a career day type of thing at our school. It's not the same. I wouldn't say it's as, as intensive as your um, program thing, but like – people from the community will come in, kind of, like, explain what their job is, like, what they do, um, how they got there, and that type of thing, and that's really cool, um, but I think there should be, like, more of that, just, like, exposure to different career paths and different, like, opportunities and different, like, options, um, because I think a lot of times people are, like, I don't know what I want to do, which is fine, like, I don't know what I want to do, but, like, there's, like, we should have more exposure to things that we can do, you Mm -hmm. know, if that makes sense. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what I've been trying to get into our school for a while. But one thing that uh, 
I've been thinking about a lot lately is just like we 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 get this at our school, right? And this is what Brian was talking about. We get this at one city school. Uh, these extra opportunities, these uh, we're like exaggerating. Well, not exaggerating, but explaining how you know plumbing, like I said, could be an extra career or trades could be more of your career, but. We have to get this out to all these other schools because while our, us city kids will go into all of these trades, you'll see predominantly white doctors, predominantly white teachers, you know, people that we really need. Like, well, we need a lot of jobs in our society, but then, like, it's segregated, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I feel like there are a lot of people who just feel like, the fact that they're, like, even when I was working at the hospital, when I was working at the nursing home, it just seemed like the fact that I was this, like, unit assistant, every time an off-shifter off -shift director would come upstairs, it's like, hey, why don't you pick up that gum wrapper? You know? Like, there was just uh, a feeling of just, like, over and power, like, it was just a power play the whole time, you know? Mm -hmm. When I feel like a job is about, like, just getting stuff done, you know? I work at Lento now, as you know. And the thing that I like about Lento was a lot is that if somebody sees something isn't done, they're just going to do it, you know? They're just going to do it. Art, my boss, he wouldn't ask you to do anything that he wouldn't do himself, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that goes along with the idea that, like, you know, like, this is this is his business, and he needs to make sure his business is to the best that it can be or it's just going to close down, mm -hmm. you know? When you're working at some big chain... All these off-shift directors are getting paid like 30-something an hour. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting paid 12, 10, 11-something an hour. And so, like, they don't have to... I'm just kind of going off, but... No, you're exactly right. And, and the, the, the thing that the, our system maintains, by, by keeping college not as accessible to people without money, mm -hmm. it maintains a, a tiered society and a pyramid scheme almost, where mm -hmm. you've got people at the top that are making tons and tons of money, just a few people. And you've got this huge, huge, huge rung of people at the bottom that are, are needed to stay at the bottom in order to maintain the pyramid. Mm -hmm. And right. it's like, uh, yeah. And the thing about that is that people who are at the bottom can't just say no, like you said. You know, people at the bottom still have families to feed. Right. Mm -hmm. People at the family still have to feed themselves. People right. still have to live. You know what I'm saying? And there's just, there's just, you can't say no, you know? So this will keep on continuing if, like Brian said, we allow for trades and such to, to be the only thing that city kids are exposed to. Mm -hmm. We need more of a, you know, switch up. Not switch up, but like more integration. Balance. Yeah. yeah. More integration into yeah. these, into every job. To be honest, when we're and we're lucky in New York State um, because a lot of states don't have the programs that we do, and the number of publicly funded colleges and universities that we have. Um, and and I think so. We're taking some baby steps here, but you know most places are not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Oh. Also, one thing we used to do, I don't know why we don't do this anymore, but this lady, uh, do you remember Mohini? Yes. I don't know what happened to her, but she was doing some good stuff. We did like, uh, what was the program called? 
I don't remember. It wasn't it wasn't um, student leadership something Congress. justice. Student justice, something something justice from uh, we did it in Rochester. It was like this was movement to get everyone involved into just social justice. Uh, and I feel like like we were saying, like we can't just do it at our school because then other schools are, they'll just do different, and then you know it'll end up not being integrated. It won't be equal. And yeah, what we gotta do in our plan of action is to not only do it at our school, but bring this to other schools, bring this to suburban schools, you know? And it's not that, it's not, like it'll take some time, but I'd rather it take time than us just not do it because then it, it just won't change and we'll just keep going in the same cycle over and over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like there's no way that we can just like snap our fingers and have everything like be perfect, but we can definitely like make little changes So that in the end, it's, like, much more, like, I don't know. Yeah. The baby stuffs are worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, like, no... Hmm. Yeah, like, and I feel like a lot of it is, like, us saying, yo, this won't work. You know? Mm -hmm. That's why we don't do it, because we don't think it's going to work. But then we don't put any effort in making it working. And so then we just keep on, like like I said again, it just keeps going because we don't want to do it because we don't think it'll work. But the reason it won't work is because we're not doing it. We're not putting any work behind it. True. So that's that's like the first point of action. Commit, yeah, commit to it. We change it for our school and we know, it. like once we change it for our school, we know that there can be change. And then once we do it, we spread it out to other schools. And speaking of that, do you think I can talk about what we talked about at your house the other day about the class field trip? Oh, I think that you got to save that for a whole other episode. Damn. <laughs> I think though, I think I could have made should. a great connection. <laughs> yeah. But oh, yeah. That's a whole episode. Yeah, yeah, that is a whole episode. Yeah. That's a whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Uh, we should probably wrap this one. Yeah, I was going to say that was the episode of For the Future, like I said. We didn't want to leave you guys hanging. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or anything to say to anybody, we have Instagram. Our Instagram is for the future official. My personal Instagram is Jordan two, Jordan C two sixteen. Mine is Anna dot K dot Metzler. Uh, mine is Silas underscore Ruth. Yeah, uh, that's our episode. Hit us, hit us up. Like I don't see why y'all making these <laughs> comments. All the time. Oh, it's ended? Oh, I don't see why y'all make these comments all the time. It, like, you don't hit us up. Like, I want to know what you guys think. I really I really do. I want to know what you guys are thinking when you listen to our episodes. What do you want us to... What do you want us to say in the next episode? What do you... Like, what are you interested in? You know what I'm saying? By the way, last episode, I was asking people about the whole... Like, why don't black people get married? And... It's like, I had so many people and there were like so many answers. My mom said that it's just not as important. And then someone else said what you said, Silas, about it being like mostly a white thing, like back in the day, Mm -hmm. like how white people just wanted it. Like it was like more important to like give something about giving away a father, giving away his daughter to something like that. Yeah, somebody else said that. And then a lot of people said that it was like a financial kind of thing. Everybody wants a wedding to be like really big and really important and just like, it's not. 
that's not on the first thing when you come to a minority's house, you know what I'm saying? Right. To pay for a wedding. But, like I said, hit us up. That was our episode. Good night. Fuck living basic, I'm taking risks. Fuck what they saying, I'm saying this. Don't waste your time, it don't make you rich, it don't mean nothing, so fuck them, let's make a grip. Double up, triple up, make assists. Ballin' so hard, you can play a bitch. Lead to the lake if they wanna fish. Make sure them niggas around you stick to the script. It should be written in stone. You should come visit my zone. Don't take my word, double check all of my flows. Ask them how hustle got on, but fuck what you heard. It's for who walk down that road. Sold everything, but they sold. Straight off the curb. Real niggas rich as you nerds. Address the whom and make it sound. Don't do this for nothing. Nah. Make no count off. Yeah. Well, I don't do this shit for nothing. Victory lap.